you know? and that makes me mad because I'm still in that part of adulthood where like I want to get called because they've never called me for it before. Yeah. So you just took one of my spots. Well, but I, I could have been on a jury. But where would you be called? Would you be in San Antonio? Oh or yeah, because my voter ID is still in San Antonio. Yeah, actually, if they can all wait, yeah, five months for me to get settled in North Carolina, then then, then call okay. me. Yeah, there you go. And then you don't have chance to be knocked out because your dad won't be there. Right. You would. Oh. You're the type of person though. You would have so much fun I'd on that. I'd have so oh, much fun. Oh my gosh. I love it. I've wanted to do that for years. I love it. It's her mock trial day. She's like, I can do exactly better right. than you can. I, I was can a be a better <laughs>
Yeah, I have. N- I there were times where I was like, "Are they annoyed that we're always in here talking about <laughs> random, not smart things?" So I hope we weren't that annoying. But oh no, it was fun. Yeah, and so a lot of times it was smart though. Yeah, I mean, when you throw Will Sharkey into the mix. Oh my gosh! Yes. And then Anna. I mean, we had you guys had some interesting debates, right? And then Grant. And would then Grant chime in. Yes. So you guys had some you guys had some good stuff going on. We really should get all of us in a reunion on a podcast and just let, just let it go. Let it run. I don't think we'd have to say a word. I don't think we would either. We'd be like, ready, set, and here's your topic. Go. Yeah. And then two hours later. Yeah. We, we, it, we a might five, have to cut a five part podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations on becoming a big time college grad. Thank you. I got so, my degree in. I'm surprised. No, I'm not. I I kind of am, actually. Why? Yeah. About getting the degree in? I mean, part of it was just, I think, going through college in a pandemic, I was kind of expecting it to come in and something would go wrong. Oh, like you got it, like the paper. Physical copy. I got that in this weekend. That is impressive. Yeah. So you're official. I'm official. I have a piece of paper. And tell our listeners where that degree is from it's from trinity university in san antonio and i it's a bachelor of arts in political science with a minor in urban studies okay so that's and what does somebody with a degree in that do that's a good question i'm trying to figure (laughs) that one out out. okay Um, okay yeah i got a job with teach for america and so there's this nonprofit where you commit to teach in title one schools for two years and so it's all about changing our education system and making it more equitable that's what I'm doing, but people can do a lot of different things with it. So. That's awesome. So yeah. we're talking to Vic today really because really multiple reasons. Um, big debate, big mock trial. You, I mean, since I've known you, you've been kind of an advocate. You have wanted to help people. Um, I think you come by that naturally, right? Your family <laughs> is very into that as well. So I think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. Um, but you pursued a liberal arts degree. Um, I think you, you were really the one to start kind of our students going to Trinity. So we've had, since you've gone, we've had what, two or three more? Yeah. At least, right? And I think three or four, yeah. And we have two going, two going this year, three going this year. Mm -hmm. Right? Jeremy? Two. Two? Jeremy and Blake. That's right. Okay. So, but I mean, so that's awesome too. And Trinity's one of our favorite spots. Mm-hmm. It's such a great place. So, yeah. um, and I know you guys have family connection to Trinity though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a different maroon than the maroon you grew up with though. Mm-hmm. I know. Crazy. Was that, how did that sit at home? Well, that was fine for everyone but me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> since I was four, I was determined to go to Texas A&M because my parents went I think I would have been fourth or fifth generation. So I was just determined. Yeah, just a huge legacy. And I was like, oh, that's where I'm going to go. And then my junior year of high school, I went there during spring break to, you know, just visit. Saw the campus on not football, you know, Uh and went, this is very different. Uh I don't think this is for me. And then totally just had a 16-year-old panic, existential (laughs) crisis moment going, okay, well, now I have to figure out where where I'm going. So a different maroon. But yeah, the parents were cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were really supportive. So that was good. So thinking back, 
to 2017, 2016, 2017, as you were going through, I guess, really 2015, 2016, as you started your college search process. Mm -hmm. Tell us what some of those, what led your college search and what some of those non-negotiables were that you were really looking for in a college. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a good jump in. You went to A&M, realized it wasn't for you. So take us from there. So from there... You know, I was freaking out. And then Brian, you and I actually had a meeting about like, though, this is just we're starting this process really seriously. And something you had said was, you know, I'll support you anywhere. But I think you would do well at a liberal arts school. And I just went, yes, direction, something I can like go (laughs) off of from here. And I started just researching liberal arts schools and figuring out what it was about. And I realized, wow, a lot of these values align with what I want to get out of my education. You know, like a really personalized experience learning, you know, in a variety of settings, a lot of different skills, how to write, how to speak, how to communicate. And so then I went from there and had this huge spreadsheet with all these different schools. And (laughs) here's what tuition is. And here's a scholarship I can probably get. And here's, you know, what city do I like the city, narrowed it down and then applied to a few. Um, I don't really know if I had anything that was non-negotiable. I mean, this isn't the most fun advice, but I wanted to avoid massive amounts of student debt, if at all possible. I mean, that's just, it's realistic. Um, Pretty good advice. Pretty good advice. (laughs) Avoid that if you can. All the parents are like, yes. (laughs) But otherwise, I mean, I was fine going in state, out of state. So yeah, I just started touring a lot of different places. Yeah. Awesome. Do you, I don't remember exactly where you applied. Do you remember all the schools you applied to? Uh, Not all of them. I remember the ones I got into and the others I was like, who needs you? Right. They don't get in. So where did you get in? I got into Texas Tech, Texas A&M, St. Edwards, Millsaps, Austin College, Trinity, obviously. Mm -hmm. I ended up at NYU getting whitelisted and then got offered a spot summer before freshman year. Um, But at that point, I guess this is the non-negotiable coming in. There was at that point no scholarship money left. Yeah, That's upwards of 60,000 a year coming from someone for a school I wasn't as in love with as I loved Trinity. So at that point, it wasn't a decision. So Trinity ended up being the best fit. Yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so tell us why Trinity was that best fit. You, you know, you still smile about it, which is awesome after, (laughs) after having been there and given them so much of your money, right? Right. But, but you do, you still smile about (laughs) Mm -hmm. it. You still kind of glow about it. What, what was it about Trinity that made it that, that good fit? The students, honestly, I remember the day that I toured and I did not look up this date. It is just in my mind. It is September 17th, 2016. (laughs) That's when I toured. That's when I knew that this was the school I wanted to go to. Um, You know, and it was one of those days where, you know, you tour, you attend a mock class, you learn about all these different clubs and you go to an involvement fair. But talking with the students is what did it for me because I realized these students are the type of people who I'm going to be in class with, hanging out with for the next four years. And eventually they're going to be the type of person that I become. And I just loved those students. And I thought, you know, as I was driving away from campus that day, I'm going to be so disappointed if I don't ever come back here. Wow. And that was it. That's pretty good. That's profound. <laughs> I mean, I'm going like to be we disappointed talk about, if I yeah. don't come back. That goes on yeah. the quote board. I love that. I love that. Oh, I love quote boards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Victoria. <laughs> Done. I, I love that because you don't think about stuff like that. Like, I mean, you think about it, but not in that way. Like, I'm going to be so upset if I don't get to come back. Yeah. Like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. 
I have nothing else to say that just like yeah, blew my no, mind. I, I don't know why, but it did. So Miss Davis talked earlier, you were very involved here. You mm-hmm. had great success with debate, mock trial. I remember you guys doing so well. Um, but what were you involved with at Trinity? What were some of those things that, you know, and, uh, that, that you got involved with that just really made your experience great? Huh. I got involved with so much. <laughs> um, of course. Shocker. Shocker. Um, I was an RA for three years, so I supervised mm-hmm. first years, sophomores, upper division. I've seen it all at this point. Um, <laughs> oh, the stories I feel. Yeah. Well, stories. that'll be podcast number two. Uh-huh. That's a whole nother, another edition, honestly. Um, I was a peer tutor at Trinity. We don't really have TAs. It's kind of expected that professors teach, but I was doing almost everything else the TA was doing. So I was holding office hours, taking attendance, holding review sessions. I just oh. wasn't, well, I taught class sometimes. So like a professor would be like, hey, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. Just jump in and get class started. So as an undergrad, you were teaching class. Other undergrads. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what, in what discipline was that right at that point? So Trinity has a special sort of course, it's called an FYE and it's this really intense six credit hour course you take at your first semester but it's basically liberal arts boot camp and you learn how to read, how to analyze, how to write. It's sort of at a college level. So you're more prepared for success. So I peer tutored that class multiple times. Okay. Wow. So it was helping first years get adjusted and I loved it. Um, yeah. So I did that. I worked a lot through college. If you can find like a federal work study job that lets you sit there and do homework and get paid to do it. <laughs> do that winner yeah <laughs> like that is great um so those are my big things yeah. I, I remember at my college the most sought after job was the check-in person at the gym yeah because that person literally just had to scan a card and sit and study yeah and so everybody wanted that because mm-hmm. they were being paid to study yeah so, that yeah. and like those people in the library too like those are the oh, most competitive yeah. jobs on <laughs> campus like it's ridiculous you have to have lots of qualifications for those though, yeah don't you? absolutely uh, just sitting there that's yeah. it how to sit so how was it being going off script a little bit how was it being a student in san antonio amazing I loved San Antonio. I honestly miss it and hope to move back there someday. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought it was good, you know, and this is very different than my original A&M plan, but San Antonio, it has a lot of colleges in it, but you can very easily get from one part of the city to another part and just explore so much. Um, mm-hmm. So I loved it sort of in that sense, not that there was a lot for me to do there. I could leave sort of the, the bubble of college and go do other things in the city but then also like that is sort of what directed me to be an urban studies minor. And it sort of changed my whole academic career because there was so much there to just look at and learn from. Yeah. So Trinity in the city itself, I mean, the the, the university is what, an, a mile from the middle of downtown? Yeah. It's not far, right? I, I've walked to downtown. Okay. Accidentally that happened. But I have <laughs> accidentally walked to downtown. So <laughs> happens. So, okay. Liberal arts. The students were what you wanted, what you were looking for. You get there. Then tell us how you decided on that major. You've you've kind of referenced it a little bit that yeah. you saw some things in the city mm-hmm. and, and had some other experiences. But how did you decide on your major? Yeah. So my major is political science. And I've known that since I was like in fourth grade. That's what I wanted to study. <laughs> Again, shocker. Yeah. I mean, no, no one's surprised here. But so that was always sort of going to happen. My minor was something... So in that first year class that everyone's required to take, you're given two professors, two peer tutors, a librarian. It's a class size of 14, so it's really intimate. And one of my professors was the head of the urban studies department. 
And I loved her lectures. And this is so nerdy, but about redlining, about maps, about geography. And I was just thinking, this is so cool. I want to keep learning more. And then I just kept taking classes and then realized, oh, like I have a minor in this. <laughs> so here we <laughs> are. Yeah, like, here we go. <laughs> and that, awesome. that's that. Okay. So obviously we're very busy, both in and out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. So tell us how, how you balanced that. What were yeah. maybe some secrets that you could give to people again going in who maybe like you have trouble sometimes saying no? no. Yeah. <laughs> what what were some of those things that, that helped you yeah. succeed? Still have trouble saying no sometimes, <laughs> admittedly. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. Um, to be honest, my freshman year, I decided just not to get involved in really anything. I decided I was just going to spend that year focusing on adapting to living somewhere not at home. I didn't want to fail my classes. I wanted to make friends. So that was it. I was like, don't die. Don't fail. Don't be intolerable as a human being. And that was it. Those are three pretty good rules. Right. I, mean, I, that could I actually go back to I the need to start board. writing these down. <laughs> There's your pen. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. Don't die. Don't, don't die. fail. Yeah. Don't be intolerable. That was it. It was all I wanted to do my first year. So rules I spent, to live by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nine months just doing that. And I did it. Some Somehow. Okay. All three of those things. And so then sophomore year, that's when I decided, okay, now we're going to do what I have always done and just get super involved with everything. So I took on, you know, RA, peer tutor, jobs, clubs. I had friends that I wanted and people I wanted to see, you know, just outside of all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have told me for so long, you can't do it all. And that semester, I, I really kind of, and this is not wise, I still kind of disagree with that. I think you can go to academic coaching I think you can learn how to do it all. You can fit it all in your schedule, but you shouldn't even try to do that. I think that's what I learned in that moment because it's like, okay, I'm working these insanely long days. I'm not slowing down. This isn't fun. You know, if you're not actually having joy in it, it's not worth trying to do it all. So I think my my tips would honestly like, yeah, go to academic coaching, learn how to manage your time, learn how to set deadlines, how to stick to all of that. But remember to, I think, be a person first would be my biggest advice, which is not something I would have said in high school (laughs) at all. But yeah, I mean, take time out of the day for yourself to recharge. Saying no to things doesn't mean that you've failed at anything. It means that you've tried it and you've reevaluated. So that would be my my big advice. So good. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Other stuff, though, that you did. Some internships, yeah. some travel abroad. I did. I did so, all of that. <laughs> so tell us about those experiences mm-hmm. because I think I look back at my own college experience and I had an internship and it was great and I learned a lot. But my biggest regret from my my undergrad was that I did not mm-hmm. study abroad. Mm-hmm. So so tell us about that. And Miss Davis, you did not either, right? I didn't. No. Yeah. So for my internships, I mean, my major was always set, but I sort of went back and forth over college with like, what do I do with my life after college? So I wanted each internship to be like a different avenue. So I like have interned at a law firm and I was like, this is what my life would be like if I turned this into a law degree. Um, One summer I interned with a professor doing research for the Department of Housing and Urban Development on some public housing. And I was like, okay, this is what my life is like if I do more research public policy, right? And so all of this really allowed me to be like, okay, Now I can sort of really see how my life could unfold and what path I choose. When I studied abroad, it was actually with an internship. So I was in this parliamentary program where I got to go to Scotland and intern for a member of Scottish Parliament, which was the coolest thing. (laughs) 
in a sentence I can't like still believe that I can just say and it it was about my life but yeah so I went to Scotland took five weeks of class Um, the member of parliament I was interning for was probably one of the nicest bosses I've ever had we had this meeting before I started working there and he said you know yeah I'll have some projects for you to work on but you're here to experience parliament so if you want to go to sit on a meeting or on a hearing don't even ask like just go do it and so it was super cool cool. laid back sounds like but very informative he was fantastic and that was for a whole semester Kind of. So okay. I did this spring of 2020. Oh, and good. we know what happened in March. <laughs> so there is like, yeah, getting home was this crazy story that was like the Odyssey or something. There's some video of me like in an airport in New York, like running down the people movers, trying to get from one plane <laughs> to another. So if you want to go find that, feel free. It could be fun. <laughs> so how's your Scottish accent? Oh, mine's horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> but I can understand most of them now, which is good. Yeah. Because, yeah. Any any specific experience there that really stood out? Um, was there maybe a, a session of parliament that you remember pretty vividly what they were talking about? Yeah. So there was this one committee hearing where basically Finland's, their equivalent of the Secretary of Education came over to talk about education and like, this is how you do it. And that really stuck out to me because I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm hearing like really smart people talk about something. But now that I am working for Teacher America and then I'm a teacher, I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. So I thought that was really cool. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So good lead in. So you're going into education. Yeah. And first, though, we have a trip from Tyler to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Is that right? <laughs> yes. And, and yes. how's that going to go? Getting in a U-Haul. With? My father. Okay. And we are going to drive there together. And we're both going to we'll be alive at the end of it. Best of luck to <laughs> That's both. That's our goal. The hope right. is our dream. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping nothing breaks down. And, and mom is flying, right? Mom is flying. Okay. Yeah. So she was the smart one. Yeah. Mom said, I'm not getting in a car with both of you for that long. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> So, okay, so you get to Charlotte and you're going to start for Teach for America. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us what that entails. You mentioned it earlier and you said you're going to be, be teaching uh, in, in a school, yeah. but, but talk to us more about that. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I'm going to be working in a school. I'm going to be working with middle school students. So Ooh, a great age. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Um, in a title one school. And so basically what that means, title one schools are public schools where I believe over 75% of the students there live in poverty. So these are schools that are incredibly underfunded, don't have resources. So my job kind of is to, first of all, help break up that class size, right? So we have less students in a class. Um, so I'll be working there. What that has entailed so far is just a lot of training. I've been working for, I mean, since May, doing all this teacher training. It's been really intense, and I've learned a lot. And just last week, I started actually teaching students online virtually as part of, like, training. And that's been super fun. Um, The training was exhausting, but now that I'm actually interacting with students, it's really rewarding. I wish you guys could all see the smile on her face right now. She She's just excited. Is, is excited about this. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. So that's is, great. is the training since technically you don't have a teaching degree, so it's kind of like a teacher certification yeah. type of thing? Yeah. And I had to take this praxis test that lets me teach. And mm-hmm. so that was a whole thing as well because it was all in, in like natural sciences content. Is that and what I, you're teaching? Yeah. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I need to remember like what is biology? <laughs> How do you do <laughs> equations? Like, what is this? So I had to go back and study all of that again. 
Ooh, fun. But yeah, so I'm learning a lot. Too. <laughs> so um, middle school, so five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be doing that for two years in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So, so let's jump forward a few years then. Yeah. After those two years, what's next? Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd love to at some point do something with some type of education policy. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring my political science back into it, bring yeah. the urban studies back into it. I'd love to go to grad school at some point. I was originally going to do that right out of college, but then we went through this pandemic. Everyone got really burnt out. And I was just like, no, this is not the time for me to go to grad school. You know, I want to enjoy it. And I just would not do that right now. So I wanted a break, wanted to work. So how did you choose? So after you decided that you weren't, you didn't want to go straight into grad school, how mm-hmm. did you come across Teach for America? Was that something you'd been thinking about or? Mm-hmm. I'd heard about them for sure. And I like really admired like their mission and what they were trying to do. Their interview process, I think took like a month and a half. So uh-huh. it was a really intense process. And so through that, I got to know a lot about them mm-hmm. in addition to them learning a lot about me. So by mm-hmm. the end of it, I was like, yeah, this is a good fit. I mean, because I've spent a month and a half interviewing, going to all these different conferences and mm-hmm. things like that. So nice. Very interesting. Um, okay. So we always do words of wisdom with our alum. Um, um, so first question, what is one thing you would go back and change about your college story? Oh, <laughs> Very loaded. Like, would I, I don't know if I regret anything, but I will say when I was 17, 18, there were a lot of adults, my parents mainly, Mm -hmm. who tried to like tell me just general adult advice. This is how you change a tire. This is how you jump a car. You're going to need to know how to file a tax return. And 18 year old me was like, no, I don't need to know how to do any of that. Because that's never going to happen to me. My car is never going to break down. I'm never going to have tax issues. And that was all like wrong. Like all of those things definitely (laughs) happened. So I think if I were to change anything, I would have actually listened to real adults the first time. You know, your parents are going to come back after they hear this. I know. Yes. You're never living that. I I know. Because it is, it's, it's recording right now. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Can we delete that? Like, <laughs> can we go back and edit? Just scratch that part uh-huh. out. Yeah, but that's a good advice. I mean, it is, and we and we actually do say that to in a lot of our programs to the mm-hmm. students that your parents actually know something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they used to be cool, and they <laughs> definitely used to know something too. Yeah. For the most part, they've lived a lot of stuff you're about to do and are are doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Second question. What piece of advice would you give a student who's ready to start their college story? Whether that's like a freshman starting their like application story or like a senior that's about to get into the big process. I think the best advice I got was Brian, actually something that you said. So Uh, I hope you have not. I know it's a little scary (laughs) to hear, isn't it? I'm I'm a little worried about what's about to be said. (laughs) But I was, I was really nervous about going off to college because it's a big life transition. You want to, you want things to go well. You don't want things to not go well. And I was nervous when I talked to you about that. And something you had told me was that's okay to be nervous as long as you don't let it control you and you can use those nerves to work harder, right? To be more productive, to study more, all of that. 
so I think that'd be my big advice is, yeah, you're going to be nervous during this process. It's a huge life transition. Like that's kind of normal for people to be nervous during. You kind of should be nervous during it, but don't let it control you. Be open to, you know, letting your plans and your life change. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Which I feel like led to the don't die, don't fail. Yeah. And don't be an intolerant human. That's it. You inspired our new quote. We're that gonna is it. I love that. I, I feel like that's going to lead our um, freshman uh, college night or senior freshman. or all no, of them. The, the, the uh, senior wrap up day. Oh, yeah. Yes. For the students. Remember yeah, the day remember we took that. for the students going off to school? Yeah. And you tried to teach me all these things that I yeah. kind of ignored a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I feel like that. maybe that like that's our, our framework now. I like it. That's the don't die. Yeah. Here's how you Just, don't die. Mm-hmm. Here's how you don't fail. Here's how you don't become Just, an intolerant human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all you have I to do. It. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, babe. Yeah. We of really course. It is so good to see you. I'm so excited. So fun. Yeah. You've been, you have been great. Listen, you were, you said you were a little nervous because this was your first podcast, but you did great. Well, I listened to so many podcasts. There's a lot that I have to live up to. But how many times have you debated in front of tons of people, mock trial? I mean, come on. This is all true. Taught a class, freshman class. I mean, kind of. Kind of. started. Yeah. You're teaching middle schoolers. Personally, Mm -mm, there's nothing scarier than standing in front of a group (laughs) of middle schoolers and trying to teach them. Some of them are so funny too. Like when their personalities come out, they really come out. It's great. I actually love it. That is her spiritual gift. That is not my spiritual gift. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another lovely episode. Be sure to subscribe to our My College Story podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ASES College. And that's another episode of My College Story. Thank you.